Hi, and welcome back to another episode of the Tracking Shot Podcast. The last episode of this season? I don't really know. Yeah. We'll talk about that later. We'll do the podcast and then we'll talk about that later. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, my name's Chris. I'm Taylor. And we're talking about the 2013 film based on the 2007 book, The Wolf of Wall Street, mm-hmm. starring Leonardo DiCaprio, Jonah Hill, this is off my dome. Margot Robbie. Mm-hmm. Matthew McConaughey's in it. Mm-hmm. I don't remember anybody else. There's a lot of people in it. Yeah. So it's that's a, okay. It's a long movie. It's like three hours long, right? Yes, it is yeah. three hours long. I saw... Man, I'm covered in pixie hair now. You are. Um, I, the first time I saw this movie, I saw it not long after it came out. I'm Well, actually, I say not long. It was like maybe a year or two after it came out. Mm-hmm. I was still in high school, and I was at the height of my sort of intellectual snobbery Yeah. about movies, and I hated this movie. This I seems like the it. kind of movie that you would hate. I mean, I love it now. I think it's fantastic. Yeah, it's a good movie. Um, But it was right around the time where I was like... This movie doesn't say anything, and blah 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 blah. And one, I was just, an idi- I was just an idiot because it says a lot of things about yeah. financial institutions and so on and so forth. Yeah. Um. But I was like, it's just, uh, but now that I've seen it like two or three more times, I'm like, yeah, it's a pretty good movie. Yeah, I like it a lot. I think it's very good, and. There's a lot of music in it. There's a lot of music in it. There's a lot of music in it. Um, there was a quote that I had found. Um, that a music supervisor, Randall Poster, um, said about Scorsese. He said, the main thing about Marty's use of music is he's fearless, creatively fearless. Creatively fearless. And I think that's, we've talked about Scorsese before and how he uses music that's not from the time period mm-hmm. a lot and all that good stuff and how he is creatively fearless creatively fearless yeah. um get the tattooed on my forehead the original soundtrack release for the film only has um 16 songs but there's uh they licensed nearly 60 songs for the movie um and there's a lot of crap in it <laughs> just like I'll, like, look at this. I'm showing Chris right now a list of songs that are just... I mean, but they're also including, like, the Popeye song that plays during that mm-hmm. scene. Yeah. So, um, they even include, like, the humming, the the money chant that Matthew oh, McConaughey yeah. does. Um, and I actually found another website called SoundtrackMania.net, and they um, put a timestamp... Or not a timestamp. They put a uh, length of each song, and um, they describe when it's played. So, like, um, Everlong by Foo Fighters plays for a minute and 11 seconds when Naomi receives a yacht as a present. Receives a what? A yacht. Oh, yeah. Oh, really? I don't remember that. Mm-hmm. Um, and when Jordan kicks the agent off of said yacht... Sloop John B. by Me First and the Gimme Gimme's plays. So it's just kind of fun to go through this and see all of the different bands and the different genres that are used um, 
I like that it opens with a good song and it ends with a good song. Well, the, uh, shouldn't say ends with a good song. I mean, the ending song isn't bad, but the, uh, I like that they've used Mrs. Robinson. Um, it's a, yeah, it's a cover by the Lemonheads. It's like a, yeah. it's like a, a punk pop kind of thing. Yeah. Very 2007 for sure. When the FBI comes in and starts arresting everybody. Yeah, they raid Staten Oakmont, I believe is the name of the institution. Mm-hmm. Um, or is it Oakfield? Or is that a person? This says when Oakfield is selling stocks to rich people. That's... Oh. Might be a person. Anyways, the um, the song playing playing during the ending credits is Cast Your Fate to the Wind by Alan Toussaint. Um, Howard Shore was the composer and Robbie Robertson was the music supervisor. So that's fun. Stratton Oakmont. Um, yeah, I think it's really fascinating about this movie. Before we even talk about the the movie, the film itself, this is a movie about shady financial dealings and yep. and corruption and bribery and so on and so forth. Uh, come to find out, there was some shady financial financial situations involving the production of this movie. Yeah. Um, let me see if I can find it. Essentially, yeah, the FBI subpoenaed several employees from the production house that made this movie Red Granite Pictures because they the FBI alleged that $155 million was diverted from a Malaysian wealth fund to finance the movie. And uh, apparently the, the one Malaysian development Berhad scandal is a whole other big thing that I, I hadn't even read about. Um but a civil lawsuit, the U.S. government, Department of Justice specifically, filed a civil lawsuit to seize all profits and money made by the movie. And they clearly weren't really planning to get that because there was a, a lawsuit or there was a settlement where the production house Red Granite Pictures just paid sixty million dollars to the government, which I know that movie made much more than that oh yeah um what did it make like 300 300 million? something million i believe is what i read at That's the what top I would assume a movie like that would make um 392 million dollars so almost, almost 400 million four. 400 million dollars um during its original theatrical run so then you also have streaming and blu-ray sales and deals yeah. made with netflix or whatever um yeah. oh yeah the film was the first to be released entirely through digital distribution what does that mean Oh, uh, like, so they didn't send film reels out to theaters. I guess they only sent files oh. to theaters. Hmm. That's interesting. That's um, interesting. Especially for Scorsese. Um, you think he'd like to keep it old school. Yeah, so anyway, I mean, the movie the movie dives into... Well, actually, I think a good, a good discussion to have maybe about this is why this film was shown in this class... Yeah. Because it's a whole different type of organized crime. Right. It and, shows organized crime, not necessarily mafia. Right. Uh, and this movie also pairs well with uh, another film that's shown in the class, Inside Job. Yes, the uh, documentary. Do- documentary about the... Which doesn't Leo... No, Matt Damon. Matt Damon. I get that uh, mixed up. that one, yeah. Um, Inside Job talks about the 2008 financial crisis. Yes. And how... 
a lot of financial shadiness led to that and the brunt yeah. of that crisis being put on middle to lower class American citizens. Um, but this film, it's very strange. It's it's a very strange film tonally. Yeah. And you like I think one of the reasons why I didn't like it the first time I watched it was because it felt like it was taking some really serious issues lightly, mm-hmm. and it was glamorizing a lot of things, uh, including incredible drug use. Yeah. Um, just and Quaaludes. It like like if that were people, if that were something somebody was actually doing, somebody like you or me was actually yeah. doing, like we'd be dead. We would legitimately well, be dead. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and you I, did fifteen-year-old quaaludes. You'd be on the floor drooling too. I. One can only hope. Uh, <laughs> no. Um, but the but the 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 context of the movie is really important. Um, it is through. It, it is a memoir. The book is a memoir by. Jordan Belfast, mm-hmm. and the movie is a memoir of Jordan Belfast. Mm-hmm. So you have the accused telling the story. Yeah. So that lens is really important to view those events from, because of course he's not going to say, "I like everything I did was terrible." And blah 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 blah. Like like he right. gamed a system, right? That's broken. And yes, you absolutely can blame him because it's evil and corrupt and absolutely terrible. But it's also at the same time about how easy that system is to scam. And you get to see it through his eyes and, like, how he thought. Like, even if it was bad, he was like, yeah, whatever. It's good yeah. for me. And, like, I almost feel like you're supposed to like him. Like, the movie makes me feel like I should like him. Yeah. But that's because it's coming from him. I think what's interesting, though, is that the things he actually does in the movie make me very much not like him. Right. Like, like he like he cheats on his first wife and divorces her um, for, for Margot Robbie's character, uh, Naomi, and her name was changed. A lot of these characters' names were changed. Um, from their real-life people names? From the book, actually. Like, the book oh. has their real-life names in it, I believe. Okay. But the movie changes a lot of people's names. Um, like, Donnie Azoff in the movie. His The real Donnie is not... His na- last name is not Azoff. Gotcha. Um, but the action, if you, yes, you're right. The movie makes you want to like him. Yes. Because it packages everything in this sort of like glamorous, funny tone. Mm-hmm. But if you just look at the things that he is strictly doing, they're terrible. Yeah. Like he's, he's an evil person. Yeah. Um, and then even the conclusion of the movie where he, and, and the conclusion of his, or the conclusion of the story in real life, is he starts giving seminars of how, of sales techniques. (laughs) And that's, that's the conclusion of all of this, is he went to prison for three years in a minimum security prison. Um, uh, He gets out and instead of, I don't know, I don't know what he would do. He had all of his money seized and that kind of stuff. But instead of repenting, he goes back into another hustle yeah. And it's it's just very, it's very strange. I mean, I guess at that point, like, I can imagine if you spent all this time doing something, 
you don't know anything else. Yeah. So, like, he got out. He's like, what am I supposed to do? Go work at Taco Bell? Yeah. No. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I mean, yes. yes. Do that. <laughs> but in his mind, no, that's absolutely not what he's right. going to do. Um, yeah, it, it's a really fascinating way of depicting some of that trash. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um, and and 2013 and 2019 are incredibly different times. Yeah. Like we're we're in a post-Trump society now. We're in a we're in a in a more fractured economic state than we were in 2013. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's only going to continue to do that until some major tax overhauls occur and and some political machinations change. Um, and I think watching this movie in 2019 is a lot harder. Um, not like it's not a good movie, but it's it's really really hard to watch him buy these yachts and this, the 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 over the incredible overindulgence and extravagance of his wealth. Right. And and then look at the horrible state that so many people are in. So many. Um, impoverished people are in and just middle class people like like life is just so much harder i mean look at look at kanye he charters an entire 747 to go two states over like the distribution of wealth is super not good well and yeah I won't. I won't hold that against an artist as much. I will hold it against people who don't like. Like, yes, distribution of wealth bad. Yes. <laughs> but like, let's talk about the people who are Running. the the the, co- the corporations that made billions of dollars and paid zero dollars in taxes this year. Yeah. Like the biggest company in the world, Amazon. Cock, cock, Jeff Bezos. Yeah, and like, the, <laughs> hopefully soon to no longer be the richest man in the world. Although it'll take him five minutes to make enough money that he is. Well, isn't um, his wife getting? She gets half. Yeah, but I mean, again, just futz with the system, and, yeah. and you're good. Like yeah. it's 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 there's a lot more depth to that, and there's a lot more. Um, nitty gritty to get into about that but mm. but it is the case that this movie to me I am more disgusted by this movie than I am like laughing at it yeah. watching it now than watching sense. it when it came out that makes sense um, and, and part of that could just be that I'm, I'm more politically involved and more politically aware of things than I was in 2013 right in 13 we were sophomores in high school right so we, didn't, we super didn't know anything but it's um yeah, it's it's hard. It's really tough, um, and I think the connection of this movie to the mafia is the mafia, in a lot of circumstances, came to emulate a capitalist society. Mm-hmm. It, came, it, it it took advantage of a system that had forgotten some people, and and took advantage of those people, and so on and so forth. But it eventually kind of became a sort of oligarchical um, kleptocracy. I think that's the word that Ben uses. Um, Yeah, like like hoarding of resources and and, and everything is mine and, and that kind of stuff. But whereas this movie isn't emulating that. 
that this system isn't emulating that. It is that system. Right. This is this is where the mafia model comes from. Mm -hmm. It comes from the state, um, the 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 state. How would you say this? Um, endorsed and run organized crime machine that is the robbing of the lower and middle class and of their money and, and and instead of redistributing it to the people that hop through tax cuts and, and so on and so forth. And then the wealthy can't even stop at that and they cheat more and more and more and more until it gets so egregious that the FBI says, oh, maybe you should go to jail for three years. Um, three years. Yeah. So, so funny. Yeah. I don't know. Do you have anything else to say about the music? I like it. That's all. <laughs> um, <laughs> I like movies that have a lot of music in them. Um, the more, the better for me. And a lot of it, like I said, there was only those 16 tracks that are, made it to like the main soundtrack. Um, but the rest of like the 60 songs that they had licensed are just like sprinkled in here and there. Like you'll hear like a car pass and it has it, or like it'll go from a clip to a different clip and there's a different music in it. And it's just the way that the music was sprinkled in is really cool. Sprinkled in? Sprinkled in. Sprinkled in. Yeah. Um, street. I made a hand motion of sprinkling when I said it. Okay. Um, <laughs> there's some ASMR <laughs> for you. Um, no, I, I, I think we hit a lot of the points that we want to talk about. It's a long movie. It is It's such a, a long movie. movie but I it, mean, not unlike a lot of the movies that are shown in this course. And so. also a lot of Scorsese movies. Like, Scorsese, <laughs> yeah. Scorsese makes long movies. He, he just has movies. big subject matter. He has lots to say. He has things to say. He's making, I think I mentioned this on, on another Scorsese movie podcast. No. I think it was on the Godfather podcast. Scorsese's producing or directing something for Netflix that has a crazy cast. I hmm. think I think it's Al Pacino. I think it's <laughs> um, the guy from Goodfellas. Tommy from Goodfellas. Mm -hmm. I can't remember his name. I can't remember his name. I don't know. I'm bad with actor names. I can't. I can't remember. Anything. But I'm it's pumped. it's a wild. I'm pumped cast. for the new Tarantino movie that's about to come out. Once upon a time in Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah. Big cast there too. I'm. The thing I'm most fascinated about was the the Bruce Lee lookalike. Did you see that? No. Um. They there. There's a character in that movie. I can't. I think he's playing Bruce Lee or something. I can't remember. <laughs> um. But he looks. Uh. Very much like. It's about two people, but it's also about the Manson murders, right? I don't know. It's not out yet. <laughs> That's no, what I, I've I been told. Uh, set in Los Angeles, the film tells the story of television actor Rick Dalton and his stunt double Cliff Booth as they make their way through a changing film industry. Mm -hmm. uh, it's the first Tarantino movie not to be associated with Harvey Weinstein. Oh, good. Um, yeah, I heard Lena Dunham was on one of the podcasts that I listened to and uh, she was talking about it because she's in it. She mooned Brad Pitt on accident. Oh boy. So. She's an interesting person. Controversial. Very problematic. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's all we have to say about Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. Um, I guess what we also need to talk about now, we're done, we're done. The, the informational portion of the podcast is concluded. Yep. Go watch the movie. Um, I guess what we need to talk about is what happens next with this thing, because this is this is the conclusion of the first season, mm -hmm. I guess you would say. There's a cat in the microphone, in front of the microphone. Um, 
So I'm leaving. You're leaving. We're both leaving. We're we're leaving. Leaving. It's gone. It's over. Graduating. Yes, the end is nigh. Um, cat. I'm gonna leave the gun. Take the cannoli. Cannoli gun. (laughs) Um. Oh my gosh! I have a fun fact. Oh, here we go. A girl that was supposed to read for a position in Godfather Three was murdered. Like the day before she was supposed to read for that position. Yikes! She was a pretty. That's not a fun fact. She was a pretty decent <laughs> actress. She was pretty well known, um, and she was being stalked. And um, her uh, doorman didn't really think about it and just let this guy in inside and up to her door, and he shot her point blank. Yikes! Yeah. So that's kind of wild. So maybe Sophia wouldn't have been yeah. who she would have been if it was another actress. But Yes, Mike Moe plays Bruce Lee in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Well, Anyways. Um, yeah. So I, I think I'm going to continue making this thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know how. I don't know when. I don't know with whom. Um, maybe just by yourself and maybe, go on. Uh, God. Uh, <laughs> he has things to say about movies. Um I thought about the idea of doing like a rotating co-host chair yeah. of talking to other people about movies, um, and I, th- I, 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 I don't know. I hope I, I, I hope I can find people and topics to talk about because maybe it becomes not just about movies. Maybe it becomes about TV shows. Maybe it becomes about video games, books, um, yeah, all the things. But otherwise, there there will be some sort of continuation for this thing. But for those who have listened, this is the end of the road for you. If you're in Ben Lawton's Mafia and the Music. Mafia, Mafia and the Music. Mafia and the Music class of movies. Um, unless you want to continue to hear Chris talk. You don't. <laughs> Can't <laughs> confirm. But, uh, yeah, so I guess this is our final send-off for this thing. You're peace signing. They can't hear you peace signing. I'm peacing out. She's peacing out, but <laughs> you're pe- peacing me off. <laughs> Good. Bam, 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 bam. Okay. Uh, yeah. All right. Bye bye. Have fun. Enjoy. Bye. Enjoy your lives. Bye. See you all. Bye. See you, space cowboy. <laughs> <laughs>